Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, I got one question for you. I've got all the answers for you, Steven. <clears throat> it is morning <clears throat> time. How do you like your eggs, buddy? Um, typically, I like a good egg sandwich. So I would say a fried egg, an mm. egg sandwich. Yeah. Um, you get, you get that my, runny yolk in the middle with that fried I, egg? I, I, no, I like my yolks hard. I like a good hard yolk. Yeah, you like it hard, don't you? Mm hmm. Mm. I, I don't like too much runniness. I'm more of like a firm yoker. Mm, yeah. You like yeah. it firm when you're yoking? Mm hmm. Mm, got yeah. it. Got it. A little, bit of, a little bit of avocado, maybe some nice, uh, you know turkey sausage or pepper bacon turkey sausage turkey sausage gotta be healthy steve i gotta be healthy somewhere uh, i mean yeah but your next thing was pepper bacon so i love pepper bacon i can't I, there's no substitute for a good piece of maple pepper bacon sorry you don't want to say like some bacon or some turkey bacon or whatever it's called nope i can't I can't say that, Steve. That would be a lie, and we do not lie on this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, definitely we've never never spoken untruth on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Dustin and I are recording super early in the morning today mm. because we are we're we're doing a quick little uh, chat with Boris Virks from Dot Photon Raw. Um, Can we drop in the Dot Photon? Everybody, Dot Photon. Just picturing like silver suits, blackout glasses. You know, I still can't get over. It. I asked you how you like your eggs, and you never asked me the same. And like, I'm just oh, really hurt by that. So, like, I don't even know I how to care. continue with this podcast care. because, like, I wanted to talk about eggs, and you just don't want to talk about eggs with me. I'm just picturing Stephen that if you were to make eggs, you would just take an egg, crack it into a pan, and pour bourbon on top. And that would be how you eat your eggs. They call them sunny side bourbon. And <laughs> that's how you would enjoy them. Then you pour, pour the eggs into like, you know, a bourbon cup and you would eat them with chopsticks because that's what you do. I mean, I am proficient in the use of chopsticks, so this is all coming together. I do love bourbon. This all makes mm -hmm. very much sense. Yeah. Bourbon side up. Bourbon side up, the Steve Van Elk way. Bourbon barreled eggs, you know. Bourbon barreled eggs. Bourbon barrel aged eggs. Uh, no, no, that one doesn't no. work. No. <laughs> so, so let's uh, let's flip over to our interview with Boris real quick. Um, Dot Photon's a really cool company. I think you guys are going to really love hearing more about it. And then, uh, then we'll do some Q and A after that. Q and A, me. Today we're joined by Boris Verks of Dot Photon. Dot Photon is a really cool uh, new new program that actually compresses your raw photos. But you know, I'm not going to talk about it too much because we actually have Boris here with us now, and he can do a much better job of explaining it all. Uh, Boris, how are you doing? Great, fine. I, I've spent most of my week talking to photographers, and you know, it's funny because on Friday I actually got interviewed or some something like that by photographers which is <laughs> unexpected a little bit but i'm happy to be here and thank you so much uh, for having me. you said on friday what day of the week is it currently for you boris it's friday oh, okay we are the photographers <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I think I was like, you know, time zones and time shifting. I was like, maybe he's in Saturday already because oh. we talk to a lot of people all over the world. And I get sort of lost in the uh, time shift of your future jumping. And, um, yeah. and I'm like, maybe he talked to someone yesterday. I'm feeling, feeling a little like second place. Uh, it's, it's actually the same for me because, you know, I have to talk to all those uh, wonderful artists but you never know like what time of day is it and like yeah <laughs> it's a little bit different when you go international but yeah love it. Boris where are you talking to us from right now? 
I'm talking to you from Moscow, Russia, because I travel like I, most of my year I spend between Moscow, where my my wife is uh, getting her second degree in psychology. So I really want to stay with her and Tsug, which is a city in Switzerland. They have, you know, the lake, the cows, the, you know, all those kind of Swiss German stuff. And I also spend a lot of time in Prague because this is where my father lives. So, yeah, I kind of travel a lot and I really love it. And, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Boris, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, or are you a photographer? No, I'm not. And <clears throat> I actually have a presentation slide for you know for some of the photographer meetups that we go to and it says no i'm not a photographer just shoot me okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i know it's a little bit cheesy but anyway yeah my background is in design graphic design digital product design then i switched to uh, product management and here i am at dot photon but, of course, photography has always been, you know, somewhere around me because, you know, if you, uh, if you do all this, you know, creative stuff, it's always some, somewhere here next to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you tell us a little about the inception of uh, Dot Photon? Sorry, yeah. whenever I think of the name of Dot Photon, like this cheesy, like, techno music goes through my head where it's like, Dot Photon. <laughs> I just love the name, by the way. Just putting All that right. out there. Love your performance, really. I mean, it's lovely, but it's for your. Do you guys? Only. Do you guys need a theme song? Because I think Dustin's auditioning right now to uh, record your theme song for you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm well, always yeah, available we'll, we'll for voice to. work. All right, thank thank you guys. We'll definitely consider consider <laughs> this <laughs> input from you. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, we we wanted to call it Photon, but uh, it just turned out it's too difficult to to Google and you know to register and stuff. So we added a tiny dot uh, before it. And yeah, I know some people have trouble pronouncing that, but anyway, you know, the product does its job. So like whatever you call it, if it you know helps you shrink your photography storage, then you might probably happy, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the inception story is is actually very easy. We have two co-founders. One is Eugenia Balashova. She's from Geneva, and she's a wedding photographer, actually pretty experienced. And well, she's not shooting now, obviously, because she has to run the business. Um, and the second person was Bruno Sanguinetti, and he's a Italian-British scientist, or or probably British-Italian scientist. It's really hard to say. <laughs> Um, and he spent most of his life in quantum physics and, you know, cryptography and all these kind of things and mostly optics uh, because, uh, yeah, in optics. And this is, you know, how it all started because uh, Bruno supported Eugenia a little bit in, you know, uh, in technical things in her photography business. Mm -hmm. And then she, she, you know, finally, as like, I'm pretty sure you guys been there too. She broke her hard drive or something like that. And, you know, this is where this whole thing started because like, well, you have a quantum physicist as a friend and partner. Well, probably, <laughs> you know, you could use some of his brain to, um, you know, to actually solve, solve the issue. So, yeah. Uh, I think, like I personally, I I'm absolutely in love with with how it uh, went because you know it really affects the DNA of the company overall. We have you know like the art part of it and the scientific part of it, and when it comes together, it's something like you know I spend most of my nights watching uh, interviews on YouTube like. For example, the bands I really love, like White Stripes, National, or mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, when you listen to those stories, you actually realize that it's just a work of chance. Like, you know, it's completely by chance that those people, I don't know, drank together and they met this girl or, or that guy. And, you know, it all started. So, 
I, I am totally in love with it. And yeah, and I can honestly say that's probably you know, the biggest project of my life. <laughs> but yeah. we'll see how it goes. So not to derail it too much, but when you said bands, did you say White Stripes and The National? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nice. <laughs> I like both those bands. Who, who else do you uh, listen to? Well, you know, as I get older, I actually uh, kind of, I go backwards as I get older. Like I'm exploring Iggy Pop now or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, David Bowie. You know, those oh, kind man. Of <laughs> that is awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. Your tastes yeah. are maturing. That's just all that means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I've started with British, uh, you know, what they call Britpop, right? As mm-hmm. probably most of my generation anywhere, like Blur and Oasis and those kind of things. So, but yeah, yeah. Blur, like more than just song two, or <laughs> just that one song. Hey, come on. Man, you don't want to mess with me, really. <laughs> like, don't even start. <laughs> I spent like 15 years listening to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about what Dot Photon does? Um, yeah, sure. So, I think the shortest way to put it is it is a raw image compression system, which is packed into a Mac OS um, software or a piece of software, as you might want to say in proper English. And um, I think the second way to describe it, like to make it more clear for all the photographers out there, is that most photographers either use or like know about JPEG Mini, right? So mm-hmm. this is the, the, the app where you want, like you have a lot of lossy images, lossy compressed Im- images, and you want to make them even smaller without actually compromising on your quality. So those guys, JPEG Mini, they, they are awesome in what they do with lossy compression. But we are quite a different thing because we compress raw files. And raw files is, you know, it's kind of a disaster to any photographer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that we don't really like, as photographers, we don't really think about it because this is something like you've had for years and you know sometimes people just don't think about you know how heavy the files are and that you can actually do something to it so yeah that's that's that wrong and uh the biggest i think the biggest part of it is that you don't actually need to compromise on the quality because uh, we do preserve the dynamic range, the resolution of, of your image. Uh, we don't introduce artifact artifacts, right? And people actually love Yeah. So what are you stripping away in order to get that raw file smaller? That's, that's a very good question. So the thing is that, like most of the compression algorithm, algorithms out there, um, they are created using, you know, mostly computing uh, skills, right? So it's computer scientists and, and people like these uh, coders. And with Dotford and Raw, what we did is that we introduced that, you know, basically physics into that process. And because of the quantum physics background that we have, uh, we have a huge database of, you know, of understanding how the sensors work. And as you know better than me, photography is a work of light, right? So every time you um, you push that button, what you actually do, what your camera does, is recording the information from the photons that you know hits your sensor. Now, because we are super experts in, in those kind of things, we exactly know like what amount of r- random data gets into your camera and, you know, and record it into your image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, obviously, because we know it, uh, we can strip it away. Um, that's like, I think that's the easiest way to explain it, but obviously it's, it's much more difficult than that. For example, like most people say photons are particles of light, but actually they're very, you know, it's not particles, it's particles slash wave. Uh, so it has this double nature. 
but it's it's you know it's a really difficult topic. I just I don't think we should go down that road. Go down that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rabbit hole. We have a very yeah. scientific audience, Boris. Um, <laughs> no, I did love when you guys first talked to us, uh, there was like a whole about section on your website where it's talking about quantum entanglement and how you guys were able to like strip out things from the raw photos. That's just yeah. like noise in the raw and not actual data that we need and stuff like that. And I loved reading about that. Like it, it got like the nerd in me all jazzed up. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know what you mean because, it, like, it was actually me to write this article and to make all those uh, crazy illustrations and stuff. But you know, we kind of we, we took it out. Actually, I mean, like, we closed that page because, like, one thing that we constantly have is you know people raving in uh, comment sections online, saying that it's not possible and stuff. But there's just not enough knowledge and, you know, you don't know the technology. So, uh, I mean, like, it's kind of more safe to know that, like, we say what we want to say. Mm -hmm. If you want to go deeper, you can Google it online. You know, basically see the background of the scientists of that, you know, behind this technology. Um, but we don't want any misconceptions on this. And we've actually had a couple of, you know, very severe cases when... Uh, people said like uh, this is not possible at all and like don't download it don't try it but hey come on like you go online you download the app you you compress your trial images or and yeah you can just witness it yourself and decide whether it works for you or not and yeah on the trial images uh, I think it is you get like 30 images a day on the like free version or trial version or whatever um, yeah, and just like so. as a little example to people, I was playing around last night um, with the new feature where like you can work with uh, like you can just drop a Lightroom catalog onto it now and it'll compress like all the images in your Lightroom catalog. It's really amazing. Um, and I just had I had 12 images from a Fuji film meetup I was at a while ago and it compressed them and saved me 1.2 gigabytes with just 12 images and i was just blown away by that please don't stop that's music to my ears <laughs> <laughs> just don't start but you know one thing that i would like would really love to say is just don't try to compress i don't know 400,000 images at once because obviously like whatever machine you have it takes <laughs> some resources right so uh you know <clears throat> You should better kind of, uh, you know, get it step by step. That that would be my have advice. You, have you guys had any um, like Adobe or any of the camera manufacturers take notice of like what you guys are doing over there and say like, hmm, I want like how can we maybe like embed this in our cameras or embed this in like in our software? Yeah, sure, sure. We talk a lot with. Uh, different manufacturers and you know software developers and stuff but you have to realize that like you know any big shift like this it's not something that's happening you know in, like in a second or a minute I mean every tiny change in your camera like this little button or this little toggle uh, it takes years for people to introduce it right because like what like no matter how much money you have you still have to go through all the process of development with all the trials and, you know, beta test testings and stuff. And yeah, but that's, uh, that's actually a good question. I was expecting it. Like, why don't people just reap, you know, what we do? But the truth is that, well, first of all, you need those scientists and you need this, um, you know, knowledge database and all this kind of things and it's not easy and as you know most of the manufacturers they already have their own compression this or that like Sony on Nikon or Canon like you name it and uh, obviously it is somehow already built in you know into their pipelines mm -hmm. so yeah it's not that easy it's not that easy and we are smart enough to put this you know product together and yeah I think it's going great 
So is the ideal use for Photon uh, for someone like you've already edited your photos, you've sent it off to the client, and now you're compressing the raw files for archive purposes? Um, or is it, you know, you got home from the shoot, you're like, oh, man, Jesus, I shot like 100 gigs from that like one hour photo shoot. Let me compress these down. And now let me dive into editing. Dustin, let me blow your world up. You can actually, when you're importing your photos from like your SD card or whatever, you can actually just drop them into .photon when you go to import. And .photon will save them out to a folder. And now you have the like .photon compressed RAWs on your hard drive. You never even had the original RAWs on your hard drive. So it just throws those away. No, they're saved on your SD card. Or you can save them somewhere else if you want. But you... Throws them away. Dustin, no. Jeez. <laughs> we don't throw Dude. anything away, Dustin. So you can just, you can start working like immediately. Like you don't even have to, like uh, your guys' video on your website for like how people are using it um, shows like a photographer. He goes out, he shoots, he comes home and he drops everything onto Dot Photon and he shot like 33 gigs, but he only has 25 gigs available on his uh, hard drive. And so he just drops it on and Dafodon compresses them all. And then, you know, he doesn't actually overspend his like no, hard drive no, budget. No, his hard drive is full. No, it's not full. Damn it, Dustin. Watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, I have to say I'm terribly sorry for this video because it's absolutely true. It was our uh, co-founder's um, uh, cousin coming, you know, visiting the, the town. And, you know, we asked him to make this video. It's not like overly sexy i would say but um we've been recently working with like amazing amazing couple from south africa called creative duo with a eight uh you know in between the letters and hopefully we can cook something together yeah 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 but uh about the workflows you know it's it's actually it's a huge work in progress because when we first started the idea was that you come back home from a wedding or whatever and you compress the files straight straight away, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how we imagined people would use it because uh, we were, you know, very much based into the photography experience that we had. And obviously, it's the most, I think, you know, uh, beneficial way to use it. But then, you know, the second scenario came in because people, well, obviously, they see this uh, piece of software and they think, okay, I have, I don't know. 100 terabytes of images, I want to compress them all. And, you know, this is where it st- it's actually stopped working because you you basically, uh, you know, most of the times you have the edits already introduced to your images. Mm-hmm. And this is what we didn't, like we weren't able to carry through. And that's, that's why we started to build this Lightroom uh, integration thing. It's not actually a plugin, it leaves inside the app, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was just too, you know, too expensive to build a proper uh, Lightroom plugin, and Adobe's, you know, they have their own kind of ways to to build plugins. And yeah, now you can actually take your Lightroom catalog. Uh, do you, like Dot Photon Raw will ask you what folders you want to compress inside that catalog, and there you go. You just import those images and all the edits you've introduced. Um, before that and the metadata this will stay with your images Mm. I think like (laughs) I'm pretty sure I know the next question you have guys um, because we've been asked a lot about like where do original files go right and like what happens with my original files but the the answer is actually very simple because we follow this uh, what what they call non-destructive pattern which is pretty common in the in the industry. Like for example, in Adobe, if you want to delete an image, basically you have to you know uh, <laughs> Google how to do it, and you know it, you have no guarantee that they will let you delete your original. And this is also the the way that we decided to take because it be just too much of responsibility to delete original files, mm-hmm. and. Uh, trust me, we are absolutely aware that original files is, you know, probably the, the most treasurous thing for any photographer. 
right? You can lose your camera, you can use your cards and hard drives, delete but them not all. the images. Just delete them all. I'm fine with it. Um, well, yeah, we've had voices like that as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, but we decided like, come on, okay, you want to delete your original files, you just, you know, you quit dot .fort and draw and you, you go ahead and delete it. Uh, no, no problem. But we just don't want to, you know, to interfere. Yeah. Gotcha. See, that wasn't my next question. My next question was, do you like tacos? But um, <laughs> you know, if you go back into technical talk, that's fine too. But first, right. we do need to know about tacos. That is a very serious question. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm really sorry, guys, but I'm not really into Mexican food and you know wow. those kind of things. I'm. Oh, okay. I'm more on the Italian side now. But that's probably that's because not a I bad place older. to be. I think you know Italian food and, and you know Iggy Pop and uh, David Bowie. It just you know probably is <laughs> some kind of you know a stage in my life. So wow. what I'm hearing is, as you get older, you get more and more into old people things like Italian food and David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you drinking like Folgers in that cup? Is that? You, what you're drinking over there? Uh, no, I'm basically drinking tea and coffee most of the time. But gotcha. yeah, okay, that's all right. So, um, just kind of curious, uh, what is the future look like for Dot Photon? Um, you guys are adding new cameras daily. When when you guys first approached us, uh, you didn't have any Fujifilm cameras. Now you have like the GFX. The, or the GFX-R and the GFX-S are both on there uh, as cameras that you guys can do. Um, where where do you guys see, like, the future? Like, what cameras are you trying to expand to? Um, where's this product going? Well, that's that's actually very simple because we've just, uh, so we've just reached, you know, a place where we wanted to have with uh, sales because I think this season that we, you know, when, when we launched first, it was spring, and basically most of photographers photographers were already into this wedding season rush and it was really hard to get anyone online and you know just just to discuss the product or or even sell the product and so on and so on so um i was i mean um hold on yeah, so we're now in a good place with, with this thing. And like mostly what we see is the goals that we want to achieve by the, by the end of this year, which is having more cameras. And as you probably know, like it's not like we, we cannot add a camera every day because we need to get it inside our lab. Then we test it and see how it works and stuff. And then we adjust uh, the algorithm to this specific camera right? Mm -hmm. And we need to know all the settings and how they work together and stuff. And it's only, you know, after that, we start actually testing the compression. And it has like many, many levels of testing before it can go live. So what we did, we've, we've put up a, a list that people can upvote on the website. Uh, it's, it's called just camera support upvoting or something like that. And we monitored like most mostly every week we monitor what people uh, like what people vote for and mm -hmm. then gradually adding this to uh, to the software I think the biggest challenge is obviously Fuji for us because they have this special uh, kind of sensor in XT series um, but we are working on it and like I really hope we can get this um, pretty as well and another big thing for us another huge thing is Windows Edition because mm -hmm. Windows is a little bit of a challenge to, to work with. You have all those kinds of machines, right, you need to support, and all those kind of versions of, of the OS itself. So, but we're really working on it really hard. Uh, I, just had a, <laughs> I just had a call on this an hour ago. So, yeah, it yeah. looks pretty optimistic. I think, like, uh, uh, what... what like what we want to achieve by the end of this year is just more photographers and more cameras. And we now have like what we call validation of the whole technology. And yeah, we just need to grow. That's what we are doing. Mm -hmm. So if our listeners want to 
get into dot photon if they want to give it a try this year um what uh what sort of like tiers do you guys have pricing wise where they can buy into at um we have we're kind of very flexible about it um we have a yearly subscription which is 49 bucks and we have a lifetime subscription uh not it's not a subscription it's just a license lifetime license right for 149 and we've actually started with just the yearly subscription and because you know it was just easier to build one mm-hmm. and then we realized that photographers you know anywhere in the world are, are so traumatized by subscriptions so we had to introduce this lifetime option as well and then you know the trial version it was just obvious that we needed because uh, you know, if you have a you know state of the art product which does something no you know nobody did before you, you just have to let people try it and taste it and you know decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. So yeah, and so just for our listeners out there, the uh, the yearly subscription is only forty nine dollars a year, and then the lifetime like license is 149 so it's basically like paying for three years of of dot photon up front but you get a lifetime license and from my limited use just testing things out and everything 100 percent worth it it's such a great product thank you yeah you know it's 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 actually an interesting topic because if you go to any startup school like yc oh hi <laughs> <laughs> Hi. That's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was talking about like if you go to a startup school, what they would uh, tell you is that like if you make uh, people life people's life easier, like for example, if you can let people free up their storage, you should basically price the app, you know, for the amount of storage that they free up. So, like, you compress five terabytes and, you know, you pay, I don't know, $10 and, and more and more and more. But this goes exactly, you know, the opposite way where we want to go because, like, we had we had actually just two main ideas behind this product. The first one, we really wanted this to be instantly, you know, like an instant benefit. Like, for mm-hmm. example, you're running out of space and, well, like, you have two options. You can, you know, download images and don't back it up, or you can spend, I don't know, 400 bucks on, on Amazon and buy a new SSD or whatever you're using. Uh, and now with dot .fold and draw, you just, you know, you don't have to choose. You can compress those images and you can keep your 400 bucks mm-hmm. as, as easy as well. So that's what I would call an instant benefit. And then the second, the second idea behind the product is somewhat, uh, you know, uh, more about people because we want this to work really smoothly with your workflow and you know we really explore how photographers work a lot like on a daily basis and we want this to feel like you know if you've been running for some for quite some time and then you quit running and then you start again you just feel how your body works better you know like you breathe better and you, i don't know you wake up in the morning earlier and you know you're happier and stuff and this is this is exactly where we want this to to go uh, so if you put this product for amount of gigabytes you save this would just you know crash the whole idea mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i think like i really love we're flexible about it and honestly at this stage of things um we don't really you know we don't talk revenue a lot we want more people using it instead and yeah that's well, that's where we are well, the more people you have using it, the more revenue you'll make. Therefore, the more features you can roll out. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's <laughs> another way to. Therefore, the more tacos you can buy, even though you don't like tacos. That's yeah. More well, meatballs, pasta. Meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're carnivores here in America. So. Uh... Boris, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about Dot Photon and everything you guys are doing. Um, it's been really awesome to just learn more about your guys' business. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And like, I, I, I really love that you like the product, and it's very important for, for us. Like, 
because we really love the community you, you guys are building. And uh, like I've mentioned before, your Facebook group, the Facebook uh, the Facebook group that you have, I'm reading it every day. Um, so yeah, I think it's time for you know kind of smaller communities because any any huge community you get a lot of you know commercial stuff mm-hmm. in it and like you just kind of keep up with the number of messages and stuff. So yeah, we really appreciate you know you having us. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. Oh, guys, we hope you guys love that interview we just did with Boris. It was really cool to hear about everything Dot Photon's doing. Um, really think if if people more people start using that product, it'll really change the way they look at storage and how how much space they have available on their hard drives. And mm-hmm. you know, as as the files keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, like what are your files at with the, your uh, Sony cameras? Your Sony Pony cameras over My there. Sony Pony cameras. Let's take a peek. I just shot something last night. It was, and I deleted the raw files already. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, I know when I shoot with the 5D Mark IV, which is, you know, old technology by now, my photos are like 30 megabytes per per image. It's utterly ridiculous. My hard drives are like, Dustin, why are you waking me up? It's so early in the morning. <laughs> Let's see. Camera one, 50 megabytes. I'm trying to find the A7R because those are huge. 85 megabytes. What the seven megabytes, yeah. A7R is a massive, like the first, uh, when Boris was talking to us about this, the first thing I thought of was like cameras like the A7R uh, from Sony would very much benefit from this. Anyway, uh, let's let's do some Q&A, bud. Q&A me, Stevie. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve... Last guest and friend of the show, Raymond Hatfield of the Beginner Photography Podcast, found this gem and sent it to me. Where can I get a printer for pictures that doesn't need to be connected to electricity to work at a reasonable price? Raymond Hatfield here doing doing the good work like Aldrick Mintz did the other week, finding, finding those good, good questions on Facebook, sending them to us. So that we can answer them i can't say how how much i love this like there's no way for me to put into words how so much i love it when people do this when i see when i see something like this just though steve it makes me wonder is this something though that raymond raymond this is secretly like he wants to know the answer to this question like <laughs> raymond he travels a lot you know making his podcast um the beginner's guide to photography um and he just, he wants a printer that he doesn't need to plug in, doesn't need electricity. Perhaps he can't bring his hamster wheel with him to connect to his printer to generate enough electricity. Um, but what I want to say is, Raymond, you should invent this printer. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, where you can go to, you know, your local hotel that you're staying at and plug it into the side of, you know, maybe the elliptical or the, uh, the bike. And it, you know, every 50 rotations gets you a print. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the elliptical or the bike, is that generating electricity to work the printer? Because it specifically says doesn't need to be connected to electricity. Solar panels are out any sort of, uh, electricity generated thing is out i'm talking i I feel like what we're talking about is like a pedal system here um Mm -hmm. where like Mm -hmm. you know you're working you're working the pedals and it's uh it's like moving the paper through on the reams you know and then also it's like a typewriter yeah it's like moving the ink as well and uh putting that in the right places Mm -hmm. yeah like a, a real steampunk sort of could it be steam powered Ooh, yeah. So we don't need electricity if we have steam in the morning. You capture like the steam from it, and it's somehow creating energy. That is exactly how steampunk works. Everything (laughs) has to do with brewing your coffee in the morning. I'm so glad. That's all I can assume. 
Is that a child? That is a child. Hey, give me a sec. Mm-hmm. So, listeners out there, Stephen has stepped away from the computer, from the recording desk, if you will. Wanted to take a brief moment to talk to you about Imaging USA. Uh, see what your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings. Um, Stephen got to do a little bit of dabbling in between breaks as we interviewed some of the spectacular vendors at Imaging USA. And I just want to get your thoughts, your feelings. Would you like Stephen and I to go to another conference trade show? If so, any in particular you would like to hear from, um, let us know. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. All right. So, I mean, I think coffee punk printers is something we're definitely going to be considering going forward in the future. Right, Dustin? I can't believe Absolutely. your genius brain came up with that. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I mean, after a technical episode like this one, all I can think about is how I can reinvent the world. <laughs> Lizia from a random Facebook group says, if you had to survive with just two lenses, what would they be? Man, two lenses. I would, uh, I would probably say... 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200. Boom. I'm done. Sorry. Set no, it. No, Set no. it. No. Boom. <laughs> how, how are done. those going to help you survive, Dustin? 7200 is practically a battle axe. I can use that thing to take on the world. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I see you're going the same place I am. I'm stranded on a desert island as, uh, you know, so frequently I am. Uh, two lenses mm. I want. Definitely 70 to 200. Uh, you got to think... That's a heavy lens. It's a real heavy lens. It's a clobbering lens. Yeah. You could uh, mm-hmm. you could bash some heads with it. that. It's got its own handle. Yeah. It's, it's got a bayonet mount. Yeah. It's got a it's got a lot of uh it's got a lot of glass in there. Like if you know, I need like a sharp object, like a knife, like I can break some of that glass out with a rock and, you know, polish it down, get my get my little glass knife going on, you know. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think the seventy to two hundred has a lot of versatility um when it comes to survival. Now the twenty four to seventy, like if you got a seventy to two hundred, I don't know what you need the twenty four to seventy for. Um Maybe it's the perfect size for a cup. You take the glass out oh, and you yeah, put the lens yeah, cap yeah. on the bottom. You could use it to um, drink out of. Yeah. And, you know, I'm seeing also like with the this 24 to 70, like uh, I got some grain. I need like ground like, you know, that's like a perfect like fits right in the hand. You can kind of like get the lens and the glass down on that grain. Mm, so really many motions you're making on this Skype call. Yeah. Yep. R- really grind it in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to put like your elbow in, your shoulder in. But Don't want to get that tennis yeah. elbow. Don't want to get that tennis elbow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't want to get that. I, I, I think it's a lens grinding elbow, but you know, whatever. Lens grinding yeah. elbow. Yeah. I mean, you know, a big runner up for me would have been like the 85 millimeter. Um, that's also like a real good length. And I feel like the 85, like... I'm not going to get like the the telescopic that you would get with the 24 to 70, you know, or like one second, like the lens is like, you know, yay big, uh, you know, the size of a hand or whatever. And then like you, you twist the zoom and all of a sudden the lens is, you know, twice as big. And now like, mm. now it's like a movable we thing. Know. We've and, all been yeah. there, right? We've all been there. <laughs> well, we've all, we've all had a lens or two grow on us. You know what I'm saying? Wink. <laughs> Uh, the old twist and it grow method. Yeah. Um, but you know, you gotta look at it too. Like, you know, what if, what if, you know, you know, sex is a big part of survival. So if you're, <laughs> if you're a Sony brony. And you're on that Sony pony. Which, uh, which lenses do you need out there with you? Uh, you need something wide. Okay, Eldrick Mintz from our very own Facebook group says, so I had a crazy occurrence this week where people that have had professional photos taken are reaching out to me for supplemental photos. One was a senior session and the family was not happy with shoddy work that didn't capture his personality. Another one is a family session where they were looking for something more outdoorsy and adventurous. And the last one is a wedding I just booked that want to take advantage of the complimentary engagement session, even though they 
already have professional engagement photos. I usually offer a rebate or a free bridal boudoir session for my associate studio. I'm acquainted with some of these photographers and they follow me on social, but I don't want them to think I'm purposely one-upping them with clients that have paid them for photos. Do I just keep these off of social media or do I go full alpha if I like the end product and want to post them? Uh, I think that's a pretty easy question to answer. You go full alpha. <laughs> you you go full Sony alpha if you can. Mm. And um, <clears throat> you blow up your local market. You'd be like, oh, man, too bad you couldn't keep your clients happy. Had to come over to my studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You post every single one of the photos and just be like, these are the better photos I did for this client after they didn't like and then tag the other photographer oh, in your Instagram post. Going real vicious. Yeah. Real burnt earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about going full alpha, baby. So, you know, uh, alpha yeah. up. And then maybe you actually go a step further and you you put a link to the other photographer's photo of them oh yeah no we're not doing link backs <laughs> you're trying to boost their seo here with some backlinks uh, is that what i'm hearing seo by destroying them <laughs> so, yeah so just do a blog post and just be like here's a list of all the photographers who failed their clients so bad their clients had to come to me this year <laughs> Just maybe boom, boom, boom. <laughs> maybe make yourself a promo video about how um, you are the savior of photography in your local market and how you've saved so many families and couples. Mm -hmm. You might give yourself a bit of a savior complex, but it's okay. It's healthy. <laughs> it's, it's healthy to walk around telling people you're the Jesus of photography. Mm, Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Aldrich, I mean, I don't know what else to say, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, it had nothing to do with like their personalities not gelling with the other photographers, then maybe just liking you more as a human being, anything like that. It's definitely that your photos are just so much better than everybody else's that uh, they got to they gotta get on that. So... I, I did have uh, I did have another question uh, yeah. that a listener sent me. Um, and I was curious how you would respond to this one. Oh yeah, no, let's hear it. So this was a, uh, I, I think like a, like a bridal inquiry. Um, but yeah, let me give it a read. So I'm wondering if you would be interested in a job or perhaps you'd be able to recommend someone. I'm looking for a male photographer for the groom and groomsmen while they're getting ready. Maybe for an hour at most. We already have a photographer for the bride and bridesmaids and the wedding and the rehearsal. A bride sent this to you or a photographer sent this to you? Photographer sent me a screenshot of this inquiry. Okay. We already have a photographer for the bride and bridesmaids and we, and for the wedding and rehearsal, but we kind of forgot about the guys. Wow. So why didn't they feel like they could talk to their photographer about this? <laughs> why, why did they start inquiring with other photographers? Did they talk to their photographer and their photographer was like, yo, I don't do groom and groomsmen. Sorry. <laughs> I don't do dudes. I don't do dudes. <laughs> so sorry. I'm a, I'm a pro feminist female wedding photographer. I only deal with the females. Uh, actually, Dustin, feminism is about equality. So... Yes, but I'm the feminism where you equality is women are better. That's not feminism. Damn it. One of these days I'll get it. One of these days. One of these <laughs> days. But I do like that voice and I want to play around with that a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, yo, yo, I, yo, I just... it's me. I, I only do those uh <laughs> I only do those lady photos, you know. <laughs> it's like kind of like a Jersey Shore meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey, yo, you guys, it's me. No, I'm sorry, Sylvester Stallone, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm a real lady photographer over here. <laughs> we're, we're all set on those bridal portraits, that bridal boudoir. We got it all. Uh, I just don't know how to shoot a man. Don't know how to shoot a man. <laughs> 
I don't know what to do with those man parts. Uh, I don't even know how to hire somebody else to shoot a man. So I, I guess you're on your own here, clients. <laughs> clients. People who hired me. <laughs> Sorry to get a little Bernie Sanders in there. Whoa. Wow, going political. Let's Let's put a real time and date stamp on this episode. Boom. Bernie Sanders circa 1792. <laughs> 1792? What the f- When he first got into office? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, if I got an inquiry like that, I don't know what I would do. Like, that's so weird because I don't know any photographers who don't provide that service. And I feel like, I feel like I'd be stepping on some toes if I just was like, yeah, no, I can shoot the dudes. Uh, just tell me where to be. Uh, <laughs> no, plus, like, let's, let's just be honest about this. Like, your style is probably not going to match the style of whoever they hired for whatever else. Um, if you're shooting the guys, are you like, are they hiring you just to shoot or to shoot and edit? Are they expecting you to turn the raws over to the other photographer? Like this right. is why let's they should be talking to the, the other photographer. Let's talk about the ethical reprodu- repercussions of this is like, could you imagine the other photographer that, you know, doesn't perhaps know that they hired somebody else. Maybe the other photographer just charges like a crazy amount to have a second shooter or just doesn't offer a second shooter option. And so they're like, the bride's like, I'm just going to take this upon myself to find someone for the guys. Yeah. Or is the bride really that silly that she doesn't even think to communicate this with the other photographer? So Yo, many questions, Steve. I, got, I have I so this, many questions. I got this bride. She's a real silly one. You know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> she's she's a real yunker. She won't even come to me and tell me that she needs a photographer for the guys. <laughs> for the dudes. Gotta, gotta get my bro photos. <laughs> gotta get my bro photos? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> I was picturing like you got to go get like your pro photo lights, but then I'm realizing like you bro photos. Oh, it's, bro it's, photos. it's my new it's my new flashes, my my bro photo flashes. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole line of them now coming up. You know, they're just for male photographers. We don't do that pro photo thing where like women can use them too. No, no, bro photo <laughs> is all bros, man. All bros, all the time. Yeah. These are these are flashes, one hundred percent made by bros for bros. <laughs> I love this voice. You know that's how we're gonna do this. This is the voice you came up with. I'm just, I'm playing <laughs> with your voices now. <laughs> Get out of I, my voice, Steve. <laughs> Mark Quinn. Oh, oh, wait. Did we did we answer that inquiry? Uh, yeah. You need to talk to the other photographer. Like that's I that's real weird. Need to get some follow up on yeah. it. Need to get some follow up on it. Mark Quinn from a random Facebook group says, is there a finer moment than starting the car to head home after finishing a triple? Oh, mm, man. Everyone I'm, loves a triple. I'm absolutely Donald Ducked. Take me home, country road. Was there a question there? Yeah. Is there a finer moment than starting the car to head home after finishing a triple? That's the question. Then just some commentary Oh man, I'm absolutely Donald Ducked. Take me home, country road. Can you finish mm. that? I think the uh, Can, the no, better no, 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 Take me home, country road, <laughs> to the pasture, <laughs> where you put me down. Oh, wow. Oh, my god! It's a gosh. song about a dog. It's a song about a dog. It's a song about a dog it's that's going to be killed. Oh, my it's gosh. It's a sick, sick dog. In West Virginia. Put me down. <laughs> this is where I was going with this. In West Virginia. Oh. No? Yeah. I mean, it's a song about a dog. Maybe it's a song about a Sony pony that broke its leg. You never know. 
Put me down in West Virginia. Where the caves are deep. And the oil is deeper. The oil is deeper. Are you maybe talking about coal? <laughs> Do you know anything about West Virginia? Um, Go Miners. I mean, you were right to not really, uh, to not really play with me in that space because it is country roads take me home, not take me home country road mm. to the place where I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Oh, the old, I always think yeah. of you as a Mountain Mama, Steve. And then at the end of that, it's take me home country roads. But at the beginning, it's country roads take me home, so... Yeah, it was really mm. like, you know, end of the chorus there. So it was like, unless you were going to break into a verse after that, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Which so, you know, maybe <laughs> you broke into a verse that you made up about killing a dog. Oh my gosh. Uh, who said oh. anything about killing? I said putting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Oh man. Let's get into a whole euthanasia <laughs> yeah, talk. You absolutely Ronald rocked that. <laughs> Ra ra ra, Arnold. All right, uh, let's go, Steve. I gotta go to gymnastics lessons because that's what we do as adults. So, so you would just say that the only thing finer than heading home after a triple was when you actually booked the triple. That's your comment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's that moment when, and this could just be me personally. I am sort of weird like this, but when I see three weddings in one weekend and I see, you know, the amount of happiness and the amount of love I'm going to be able to capture in one weekend, I just get so It's nothing to do with money, nothing to do with money. I just get so excited. I mean, I might buy something, you know, never know. Might need a lens. Yeah. Um, you might, might get Donald to... gucked. You never know. Yep. Might need to buy another bottle of happy. And then, um, I just get so excited to have three weddings and then the week of the three weddings comes and then you're like, what the was I thinking? And, um, and then you get through it. And then the second best feeling is driving home from that wedding. Third best feeling is when you've delivered all the photos Mm. from the three weddings and you never have to think about them. again. You know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I think all your advice there is funneled, uh, the best moment by far is when all three of those clients pay you on the same day. Mm. Put that into your bank account. You know how that feels? You know how that feels? Oh, it's such a good feeling. And at that point, like, you know, you're what, a few weeks out, maybe a month out, maybe three, four months out from actually shooting all those weddings. And you just, you got that money already though. Oh you gosh. Can, you cash those checks. You pull, you throw it all in your bed and you start rolling around in it and you say, I am tripled. Yeah. I am yeah. tripled. Forget Donald Duck. You're, you're Scrooge McDucking it now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, if after listening to this episode where we talked with Boris from Dot Photon, you think you want to buy Dot Photon to save some space on your hard drives, just go to their website. There's a link in the show notes below, and you can use the promo code HANGOVER to get 20% off. Now that's HANGOVER in all caps, so it's just H-A-N-G-O-V-E-R. That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is at Dustin underscore McKibben. And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group, which you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next week after you shoot another wedding. Another wedding. Dun-dun-dun. It's gymnastics time, bud. You gotta get rolling. I gotta get flipping and flopping and... Are you doing the gymnastics? Uh, So, in all honesty, uh, because gymnastics is only on Fridays, and I typically shoot a lot on Fridays, Mm -hmm. uh, I've not ever had the privilege of attending this gymnastics thing that my wife has signed our children up for. So, this will be my first time. Are you going to wear yoga pants? Uh, Steven, I'm going to wear a yoga suit. I'm Mm. going to be yoga-fied. I'm going to be flexibility in... Yeah, I have no adjective to go with that. Um...
flexibility-ified. Yeah, <laughs> flexibility-ified. I'm going to be dot photoned. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to start working that into everything as like an adjective. Yeah, it, raw Dustin, just a little compressed by all the yoga. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. That should you should pitch that to Boris uh, as uh, some t-shirts. It's like it's like full you, but just a little more compressed. And then, yeah, yeah, and then the t-shirt is you in full yoga gear, right? <laughs> yeah, like real, real tight, real shows everything. With a big head, mm-hmm. big head. I love this. really great hair. Oh, really? The best hair. The best hair. All right, buddy. I will let you go. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? What are you doing today? (laughs) As you know, Friday in March, first weekend of March. As you know, I was up to like three thirty in the morning. Then woke up at six with my son. I'm gonna go back to bed if I can, but I have drank like three cups of coffee while we were interviewing Boris and then talking, so I might not be able to mm. sleep again for the rest of my life. Maybe we got another interview tonight at ten with uh Yeah, Lexi. you might want a nap. Yeah. I might crash in the middle of that if I don't get a nap in today. So Perfect. I love it. Well yeah. don't get sick. I'm probably already sick. I'm probably coming down drink with a, drink a few coronas. I'm all out. I'm all out. I'm all out. What am I going to do? <laughs> Go get more. Switch uh, to Dos Equis. Anywho. Negro um, Modelo, man. Negro Modelo. If you're going, if you're going for, no, if you're going for Mexican beer, Negro Modelo is so much more choice than a Corona, than a Dos Equis, than a Soul. All those things pale in comparison. You get a Negro Modelo, throw a little lime in that baby. Man, that's a drink. That's a good have drink. Ever, have you ever been somewhere um, like on vacation and you have a beer and you're like, God, that beer is so good. And then you're never able to find that beer again. Oh, dude, Do you remember when we were younger, there was a beer called Red Stripe? Mm-hmm. From Jamaica. Jamaican beer? Yeah. Red Stripe. Is that not a beer uh, anymore? I'm sure it still exists. Red Stripe, it's beer. <laughs> Hooray, beer. Oh, man, those commercials are so good. Love them. Uh, we went on a cruise sometime around then, and I drank a lot of Red Stripe on the cruise, and then came back to the States, couldn't find Red Stripe anywhere. Huh. I went through a phase where I drank a lot of Red Stripe. Um, but Red Stripe is not a great beer. But like no, when but you're it was on a cheap. cruise, it it's so cheap. good. <laughs> when I was in college, the uh, little convenience store was the Jamaican owned and they had a lot of Red Stripe and it was always really cheap. Mm. And so we drank a lot of Red Stripe in college. Um, but now I was just thinking back to a wedding I did in Mexico a few years ago and um, they had Dos Equis was at the resort like promoting some new beer that they were releasing. Um, but they only released it in Mexico. Oh. And so I was but you like, checked I tried in on it and I was like, you got that good, good check-in, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't do social beer tapping. Oh my gosh. Um, if you're on but, tap, just look for me. It's great. Indiana man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really your screen name on that? Yeah. I changed it. Oh my God. Because of the podcast. Uh, Jeez, it, you don't uh, see sc- like usernames. Like it's it's literally just something you can use to like search for someone. But like once you're actually friends with somebody, it just shows up as their actual see, name. This so is my username is Great Indiana Man. But anybody who sees me on Untap just sees Steven Van Elk. <laughs> see, but this is why I was so upset when you released the imaging episodes <laughs> because they were so one sided in all the commentary. I didn't get to put in any of the funny things that Steven did while we were there. Yeah. Like such as Steven set his name on his badge accidentally <laughs> as great Indiana man Van Elk. And had he not caught it when we went to print our ID badges, that's what his ID badge was going to say. It was literally like last second. It was like, do you want to print? And I like looked up and I was like, oh, what the fuck did I do? It says great Indiana man fan out. Cause it was like put in a nickname and I was like, well, it'd be something funny that like people who listen to the podcast might see and think is funny if they saw me here. And then I looked and, and I was like, Oh, I don't want to be like going around doing interviews with like these companies. I loved it. I <laughs> They're like, love. so your name is Dustin and your name is great Indiana man. 
<laughs> You'd be like, yeah, my parents had a weird sense of humor. <laughs> that was their name if I was a girl or a boy. <laughs> but cool. All right, gotta go. All right, buddy. See you later. Bye. Bye. We need a dot no. photon application to run our podcast through that just compress it to just the best parts. Yeah, yeah. That's actually what guys from Silicon Valley TV show uh, tried to build. <laughs> Which is that. also one of my favorite shows. You know, the first time Eugenia called me about this job at dot photon, she said, like, Boris, you know, I hope you're sitting in your chair and, you know, try not to laugh because we're building the exact same thing, but in imaging, right? <laughs> and probably I'm, 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 the, I'm the person who is, you know, most asked for the last couple of years about like, oh, have you watched Silicon Valley? Of course I did. Like, what do you think? <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!